You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. These are the top two running backs for week 15. Week 15 means the first round of the NFL playoffs. That means Hayden Winks has stewed over the next 34 players in these rankings for this position over the last 24 hours. Christian McCaffrey at number one at the Arizona Cardinals. Kyron Williams at the Washington Commanders at number two. Yeah, these two, I think there's a huge tier drop after these top guys, just the projections, their usage, their efficiency, their offenses are also projected for the most points in Christian McCaffrey and the Rams second highest team total on the week against the ghosts of the commander's defense. Few things here. Christian McCaffrey, easy start. I mean, when these two teams played in week four, Christian McCaffrey posted 177 yards and a casual four touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> They're allowing 100, excuse me, 17.6 rushing points per game. And actually last week was an uncharacteristic 15.8 half PPR points from CMC. Uh, one catch, no touchdowns. Yeah. And still nearly got 16 points. And you know, just a 73-yard run. Right. I am going on a limb here and asking the public to back this stance that we should be calling Kyron Williams Mortal McCaffrey. Because in a way, their usage is nearly identical. And especially when we get to like goal-to-go situations, in the games that he has played this season, Kyron Williams has 40 red zone touches, while all other Rams running backs have five on the year. Yeah, he, he's breaking the chart right here as well. I mean, what a player. Yeah, and the commander's defense. Top 10 scoring running backs uh, in five straight games. Ramondre running back two overall, Kenneth Walker running back seven overall, Saquon running back one overall, Tony Pollard running back six, and Achan running back three. Not bad. Let's go. Okay. That means we really kick things off with the second tier, your third running back on the week. It is Bijan Robinson at the Carolina Panthers over the past four games. We know Bijan has played a team high seven snaps inside the 10 yard line, Hayden. All four backfield touches. That's different than what we saw earlier in the year. And to me, that's important because in goal-to-go situations and just in general, this Carolina Panthers defense has allowed a league-high 21 touchdowns to running backs this year. That was my exact note that I brought <laughs> to the table. Uh, so, yeah, I completely agree with you. And then, obviously, he's capable of ripping off big plays. Falcons' offensive line will wait for later in the week. They're in. They're pretty injured right now, but the Panthers' defense is probably still worse. Can we say peer pressure? Spurred this because you remember there was that series in the season when Arthur Smith was like, well, I think Tyler Algier is one of the best short yardage and goal line running backs in the NFL. And obviously now Bijan Robinson's getting that workload. Yeah. So let's keep on bowling coaches. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what do you know? Spending 20 years in the NFL, Arthur Rashad White is up next. 98 yards at least in seven of his last eight games. 
he's been a total monster. Uh, he's one of the few actual bell counts in the NFL and positive game script. They're actually running the ball a ton more. They're actually 27th in neutral pass rate this month. So they're running with Rashad white. And then obviously in the receive game, he's been just phenomenal there as well. Packers are 10th worst against fantasy running backs, a little bit of a run funnel. It's historically up in green Bay, but to me, it's just this usage has been exceptional and Rashad white in year two has looked like a totally different player than what he was as a rookie. Yeah, this is at the Green Bay Packers. Forgot to mention that. It's crazy to think that he was averaging like 46 rushing yards per game over the opening 10 contests of this year. And now what we've got recently is just stuff to Jupiter in mm-hmm. terms of just his rushing production. And we kind of theorize in stats versus film that this reworked offensive line maybe has gelled in the running game. And obviously they are running it a bit more often. Next. Raheem Mostert. Hayden, you know you love my stats uh, that I bring with Raheem Mostert, especially when it comes to old guys. I mentioned that he has 18 touchdowns on the season during stats versus film. How many career touchdowns prior to this season do you think that Raheem Mostert had? 18. 19. Wow. He's about to double this week his career touchdowns in just one season. So just before we logged on – it was announced that Devon Achan missed practice with a new toe injury. So it's been kind of shoulder, knees, heads, and toes with uh, the rookie there. So, yeah, even last week with Achan active, it was Raheem Mostert who was the goal line back, the lead back for most of the game. Obviously, Achan is going to be mixing in because he deserves a bunch of touches. But there, there's a chance, and we'll obviously recap this going into the Sunday morning stream, Apparently, there's supposed to be like 30 mile per hour wins in this game as well. Oh. And Tyree Kill's been on the injury report. So perhaps if it's really windy conditions, maybe they lean on the run a little bit more in this one. Obviously, the Jets' defense is a challenge. The Dolphins are only projected for 23 points, but this is kind of a best case scenario projection for Raheem Mostert. And we'll kind of adapt as we learn more about the weather and Devon HN. I am checking just how close I am to MetLife Stadium, Hayden, I am 32 miles away. Well, if you go in a different direction, I'm about 18 miles away. So I will have on the boots weather news for you on uh, on Sunday morning. How about that? Actually, this game's in Miami, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I hope you got another plane ticket. If you missed Miami already. <laughs> oh, trust me. I really am missing Miami. It does make sense against a Jets defense that not just the wind, uh, but also facing off against outside corners and how well that entire group played last week, that if they do want to feature Raheem Mostert in this game, when they played in week 12, he turned 20 touches into 94 yards and a pair of touchdowns in that game. Okay, Alvin Kamara is up next as you're running back six on the week. This is against the other team, the New York Giants. It's interesting, Hayden. In the past three New Orleans wins, this is a great stat from the Great Retreat Bar. Alvin Kamara, again, in wins, has had backfield shares of 65%, 65%, and 58%. And their losses this season since Jamal Williams returned, he's had backfield shares of 85, 76, 83, and 77%. So we're getting less usage from Alvin Kamara when they are winning versus when they are losing. It's because Jamal Williams gets touches in neutral game scripts just because he's going to be on there uh, running the ball. But in passing situations, it's obviously going to be Alvin Kamara. We'll see if Taysom Hill is going to return to the lineup too early to tell 
with that one, but he had 13 expected happy bearer points last week with Jamal Williams stealing a couple of those touches. Just that New York's defense, I don't think is very good. They're seventh worst against fantasy running backs. Obviously have lost some pieces throughout the season as well. Saints team totals have at 22 points, which is slightly above average. So I feel better about Alvin Kamara just knowing that in any game script, he's going to be out there. And I say that because the Saints are six-point favorites in this game. However, if they are leading, it's almost certainly coming through Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. Next, Saquon Barkley on the opposite end. Talk to me about this one because it has actually been an up-and-down stretch for Saquon Barkley in the games that Tommy DeVito has started, the running back 38, then the running back one, running back 45, then the running back four. You know, I love to smooth these things out, regress that damn thing to the middle, and that's kind of where he projects. Uh, Over the entire season, he's averaging over 15 half PPR points, and those were on the really bad Giants team. This Giants offense looks actually a little bit better. Don't love the matchup in New Orleans. Saints are 10th best against fantasy running backs, 7th best in rushing success rate. But like I just said with Alvin, Saquon can win in all these phases. We've seen some huge spike weeks from him, and I feel a little bit better about this version of the Giants offense than I did, you know, like five weeks ago. Just a reminder, we're here in week 15. That means the fantasy football playoffs. And if you are watching this, this deep into the season, that means you have made the playoffs. If we played like this much of a part, very small of you reaching the playoffs, let us know in the comments, hit that subscribe button and heck a thumbs up would definitely help new people find this channel. On top of that, we appreciate you and your support of our content all season long. Okay, next, Travis Etienne against the loaded Baltimore Ravens defense. I will say, in the elements last week, a Baltimore Ravens defense that opened the game against the Rams seeing nine carries to 52 yards. Yeah, that was pretty interesting to watch that like the Rams were going out of their way against the Ravens. I don't think that's going to happen here. It's been very inconsistent or, quite frankly, bad on the ground for Jacksonville this entire season, but... ETN is averaging 30 receiving yards per game. I do think that's going to be a big key in this one because Jacksonville is expected to lose this game. They're only projected for 20 points. The Ravens have only allowed five running back touchdowns the entire season as well. But the yardage, the receiving work has been pretty stable for Travis ETN. Dearness Johnson also has been on the injury report. So we'll monitor that as, as the rest of the week progresses. I'll monitor the left tackle situation. Yeah. Um, Cam Robinson, Walker Little, then Ezra Cleveland, then he had to leave last week's game against the Cleveland Browns, and they had like a fourth stringer in there. I'm not sure if this really matters too much for ETN, but Trevor Lawrence also is a full participant on Friday, or Wednesday. Gumby lower half, Trevor Mm -hmm. Lawrence has. We run it back. Not quite as high this time, but we're running it back with Zach Moss against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked about it all throughout stats versus film, again, citing that show, that the usage has been like truly incredible, and not just between the tens, inside the red zone and inside the 10-yard line on top of it. But despite, you know, those 32 times over the past two weeks that he's carried the football, that has equaled 79 total yards. And Hayden, just one run of 10 or more yards. It's been outrageous how bad he's been the last two weeks. Uh, I think for some things that just went bad for him, not necessarily that he's playing bad, but you can just see where he's on this chart makes no sense versus every other uh, player on there, John Taylor still expected to miss one more time. So I'm just going to go back to the well, well again. This is not a clean matchup against the Steelers. Obviously, 
that front seven is really strong. But Zach Moss isn't going to go anywhere. It's not going to be Trey Sermon or anything like that. This is a rare bell cow, and we have to rank bell cows in the top 10 just because in this NFL, there's just not very many of them. We'll close up this tier with your running back 10. That is now Derrick Henry, who didn't have high yardage totals, but now in three straight games, I believe he has a pair of touchdowns. The Texans are actually second in the NFL in yards allowed per carry to running backs at 3.34 and 13th in rushing points allowed per game. But Hayden, what stands out to me, especially if the Texans are missing CJ Stroud, which is tending, trending in that direction, it's the game scripts that we care about with yep. Derrick Henry and Houston not having their quarterback are almost certainly going to be heavy underdogs here. Yeah, I just like the matchup and the Texans defense has been kind of up and down across the entire season. Brees Hall just went crazy against Houston just last week. I didn't even bother pulling up the Derrick Henry versus the Texans uh, historic splits because everyone knows they're outrageous. I think a little bit uh, plays into that. Um I don't think that Derrick Henry looks that much worse right now than he did the last two two years. Like to me, he's still making a lot of huge plays. Uh, maybe not the sixty yard touchdowns yet, but I still see plenty of explosiveness getting to the edge. And I'm with you; just a, a good game script for Derrick Henry. And I think that I think some of the historical trends do matter here. Maybe a couple mm. extra carries at the goal line uh, get the big dog rolling. I'll mention that because there have been a number of two hundred plus yard games for Derrick Henry against this Texans defense. And in fact, the thesis of drafting Derrick Henry in many underdog best ball leagues this offseason was because he, I believe, gets this Texans team twice in the final three games. This isn't the same Houston Texans defense mm -hmm. in past years. D'Amico Ryans has totally turned around, and specifically against running backs. The most rushing yards Houston has allowed this season to a back was 88 yards all the way back in week three. But again, it's the game script that we care about because if they get inside the 20, inside the 10, maybe even the green zone, if you want to call it that, then um, Derrick Henry has much better chance versus losing situations uh, to score a touchdown. That's yep. for sure. Tier three, that begins with Tony Pollard. I don't want to jinx him, Hayden. I, I don't want to jinx it, but we're getting like some real good consistency from Tony Pollard at this moment. This is against the Buffalo Bills on the road, but over his past three games, Tony Pollard has 19, 23, and 23 touches after surpassing just 16 touches in the once out of the previous seven games before that. The only thing that popped up last week is I did see Rico Dowdle get subbed in at the goal line once, so that's a little bit lingering in the back of my mind just because Rico's bigger and Tony Pollard has struggled down there but the volume of touches is certainly there for tony pollard the big playability i still think is eventually going to be there just because his offense is so damn explosive and then against the bills uh running backs have been pretty solid against them recently uh they're very injured and for example rashad white joe mixon javante williams breeze hall they've all reached at least 14 half ppr points recently against uh buffalo and the cowboys are projected uh, for 24 points, once again, playing with a lot of pace as well. So a close game. We should have plenty of touches for Tony Pollard, like you said. Um, hopefully, Rico Dow doesn't get back in there at the goal line, though. The last four weeks, running back 12 overall, running back 9, running back 13, running back 17. I know that that's not the guy that you drafted running back 4 overall mm -hmm. in your drafts this summer. Did you actually see the tweet from Herzig that Tony Pollard actually has a positive uh, advance yeah. rate in best ball mania, which... 
I think a couple of things playing into that. Number one, round two. yeah, well, the <laughs> whole round two was awful. And uh, if you draft in Tony Pollard, you're more likely to draft Dak Prescott and CD Lamb and those type of guys that were absolute monsters. But just having healthy players, I I checked all of my uh, teams that advanced uh, and you can just see like, oh, I don't have eight of these players even available for this week. So Tony Pollard, you should be thankful that you have them. <laughs> okay. And if you're kind of in that area of drafting Tony Pollard, if you're round one and round two, well, never mind. I won't make that point. We'll do it another time. Okay. James Cook is up next for you. Let's talk about it, man. Uh, James Cook over the last few weeks has seen, I mean, four straight games with at least 100 yards from scrimmage. This time it's against the Dallas Cowboys, a much more stiff competition. What's fascinating about those four games with at least 100 yards from scrimmage is he's seen just 40, 54, 56, 55, and 58% of the backfield touches. But the Bills are third in running back usage as a team. So the pie is very big for James Cook. And then on top of that, he's been super explosive. It seems like Joe Joe Brady, I, I would guess, is just told Josh Allen, we need to hit the check down a couple more times per game, stop forcing some of these throws to the sideline where a lot of these interceptions have happened over the last couple of years. And obviously James Cook is going to be inheriting some of those targets. So underdog pick and lobby has us at 81 and a half total yards out there. Uh, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. In fact, the bills have the third highest team total on the week. Do you see that they're favored over the Dallas Cowboys? Wow. I think you can make an argument. This is kind of bold. Are the bills, the best team in the AFC? You're starting to look at all the weaknesses. Obviously the Ravens are good. We've seen good games from the chiefs and dolphins. That's not good. Crazy. This offense was not good last week. I mean, the Bills were fine offense. They were not a good offense last week. Right. I, I will say they are certainly in the mix. They are top seven in basically every single category. We're looking at uh, teams and stuff, and I'm expecting them to make the playoffs. So the Ravens are teams, a much better team than Buffalo Bills. Sure. They're 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 in the same ballpark to me. Um, just wanted to give a little quick shout out to the Bills after full blown panicking across the entire media landscape. Just more running back stuff here. Dallas has not allowed a running back to rush for 70 yards in a game since week three. They're second in the NFL in receiving points against two running backs this season. And look, it's not like James Cook has played red zone stuff throughout his entire career. It's almost non-existent. He played just one red zone snap this past week when in comparison to Latavius Murray and Ty Johnson um, combined for four mm-hmm. red zone snaps. So Need the big play. Need the big play. Need that receiving work. And he's been getting it recently joe mixon is up next uh the man who is getting red zone work the man who is scoring touchdowns but the man who is also at the same time losing more work than he kind of ever has Mm -hmm. this year i mean he has handled if we can use just in quotes 73.5 and 66.7 percent of the backfield touches over the past two weeks which are his lowest rates of the season they're just trying to get a good look at Chase Brown, who's made the most out of his opportunities, look super explosive out there. So is Mixon. Uh, over the last month, he's been the RB4 on RB3 usage. I just don't think it's a good matchup for Joe Mixon. Still going to rank him on the RB1-2 border just because the usage is crazy. But Ryan Flores has been dominant on, as a defensive coordinator, especially uh, against inexperienced quarterbacks like Jake Brown. And obviously, he just put Aiden O'Connell or... Uh, uh, AOC into a mind. Aiden O'Connell. 
I don't know why I was I was so flabbergasted <laughs> with that. Anyways, Minnesota is fourth best against uh, fantasy running backs. Yes, they and are. then also they are top five in neutral pass rate allowed. And a lot of times the running backs have to stay into pass protect because they're worried about the blitz. It's always noteworthy to point out when percentages, like I said, of 73.5 and 66% of the backfield touches, when I bet if you pull up the running back usage, the Bengals are probably like at the top or close to it because that has also equaled 25 and 24 touchdown touches in that span. Yeah, they're up high. Um, but that's also, you know, weeks 11, weeks 12, and not just 13 mm-hmm. and 14. Anyways, as you pointed out, 8.8 rushing points per game the Vikings are allowing, and just one running back has rushed for more than 65 yards against Minnesota this season. They're going to have to figure out ways to get them involved in the receiving game. Um, but as you said, that's more difficult against a heavy pass rush. I'm going to guess it's going to be a, more likely to have a bigger Jamar Chase game than Joe Mixon mm. game. Okay. It's everyone's favorite time of the week. Detroit Lions running backs time. Uh, they go back to back. Dave Montgomery, then Jameer Gibbs. This is against the Denver Broncos this week at home. And it's what we talk about each time. Last week, the Lions were in negative game script, which has been rare for them this season. They were losing. And that meant Jameer Gibbs saw more pure snaps. But once again, the touches were very even. Broncos defense is definitely better. I think it's probably better in the secondary than it is still up front. David Montgomery is just hopefully going to take advantage of being four-point home favorites. Obviously, the Broncos are still allowing the most uh, fancy points to running backs. Uh, Just last week, Austin Eckler had 18.5 half PPR points against them. So I just think that David Montgomery has higher touchdown odds, though last week we obviously saw Jameer Gibbs. He scored a 12-yard touchdown. He's making some explosive plays, and the Broncos have allowed the six most running back receptions allowed. And if you really look into it, a lot of the kind of fast, shifty backs have been the ones to really pop off against Denver, even going back to the Miami guys from way early on the season. So Pick and Lobby has this close. David Montgomery, 76.5 total yards. Jameer Gibbs, 79.5. So... In half PPR and standard, I'd like David Montgomery. In full PPR, obviously, Jameer Gibbs is probably more likely to catch uh, two or three more passes. So these guys belong close together. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can get this Lions defense to keep this thing at least somewhat close. Uh, David Montgomery certainly needs it. Yeah, Denver is allowing a league high 5.5 yards per carry to running backs. Wow. That is a Dave Montgomery stat if I've ever seen one. Obviously, you know, the first six weeks of the season, the Broncos were just dreadful defensively. They're actually, I think, like fourth in defensive EPA allowed over the last like handful of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, 5.5 yards per carry has sustained for the vast majority of the season. Have you ever been on vacation after a long day of activities or sightseeing? You have a night in room service, bathrobes and television or movies. And when you're in a foreign country, you scroll Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have, and you realize that the library of content there is so much larger than it is in the United States. You start a new show, a new series, and when you get back home, you realize you now have to find that on a different service or pay for it in a different way. That is where Surfshark comes in. It's a VPN service that lets you virtually travel the world with a tap of a finger. You can go to Spain, Canada, Costa Rica to watch the content available in those countries. So you can try Surfshark today, totally risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 
and get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals slash underdog or enter promo code underdog for three extra months for free. You heard me right. Three extra months for free. That is surfshark.deals slash underdog. Okay. Brees Hall is your 16. You're running back 16 on the week. This is at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Hayden, last week, if we're talking about total yardage, first time since he cleared 100 since week five last week. Right. I want to rank him higher. Trust me. But that they are still projected for 14.5 points. I mean, only the Patriots are projected for fewer points. Vegas, watch our guy Zach Wilson last week. I mean, come on. Right. Uh, So I'm hoping that's what's going to hit again. Obviously, Brees Hall is going to get it done as a receiver. I do think that Zach Wilson was told, just give the ball to Brees and Garrett Wilson and see what happens. Miami has allowed the six fewest running back receptions this entire year. We've seen second time facing each other uh, in division games. They tend to be relatively low scoring. So we'll see how often Brees Hall has touchdown opportunities, though he can still very clearly save his day as a pure receiver. Just going back a couple weeks ago against Miami, Brees Hall had 25 scoreless rushing yards, 24 scoreless receiving yards. So uh, pick and lobby has it at 42 0.5 rushing yards and then obviously a big receiving projection so i think the boom bust rb2 very clearly capable of big weeks if zach wilson could look not like tim doyle tommy boyle okay ezekiel elliott is your running back 16 this is against the kansas city chiefs very good defense but um if you had to look at these top 16 running backs and stack them rank them of how many get 18 touches. Zeke Elliott's probably in the top five. Yeah, he's he's getting the work. Now, the problem is they are projected for 13 right. and three quarters points in Kansas City, who we definitely like. I will say Zeke Elliott does not look like the completely washed version of Zeke Elliott that we saw last year when he was battling injuries. He actually looked pretty smooth to me out there. Uh, the Chiefs were gassed up by um, James Cook last week at the linebacker position, though they are a little bit healthier now. So, yeah, he had 20.7 expected half PPR points last week without Ramondre Stevenson. So there you go. There you go. Okay. We already talked about Devon Achan a little bit. Any other specific nuggets you want to talk about him other than us watching the injury report? Yeah, I think it's just too early in the week. Okay. We'll close out as you're running back 19 with Javante Williams, who I believe scored his first touchdown since December of 2021. This past week, he added three catches for 25 yards, uh, 91 total yards on 20 touches. He is one of those players, though, that this is a split backfield. And it's not just two ways. It's three ways. Um, Among all running backs out there, he was running back 26 in pure volume and opportunity last week. Right. The pick and lobby has him at 82 and a half total yards. So pretty similar to what it was last week. I think it's a pretty good matchup against the Lions. The Lions just placed defensive tackle on injured reserve. They weren't even that good against the run in the first place anyways. So since this, I've actually moved Javante Williams ahead of Zeke Elliott in Devon Achan, but I think he's a boom bust RB2 as he's been. The usage has been there. He just hasn't been quite as efficient uh, coming off of his major knee injury. There we go. Okay. Let's hover over to the running back 20. Who would have thought? I don't know. In week five, that we look at week 15, and it's Austin Eckler 
as the running back 20 this season. Well, I guess he was injured at that point. So we might have done that uh, because that injury feels like it has lingered throughout this entire season. He's facing the Las Vegas Raiders. He did this past week turn 15 touches into 100 yards and a touchdown against the aforementioned Denver Broncos. But they actually did get Spiller they did. Uh, a chance to win the hot hand. So there still is some risk there, especially with the Chargers season now officially over. So we have an expiring contract with Austin Eckler. Do they want to see some of these young guys? Probably not, but there is at least some of that risk. And on top of that, the Chargers have the third lowest team total of the week going to Easton Stick. Easton Stick, if you guys don't know about him, more of a dual threat type of backup quarterback. He can certainly move a little bit. Some some people would call him a sneaky athlete. Um, and I think it's just going to be really tough for the Chargers to move the ball. So not expecting a lot. And producer Weaves just said that Keenan was just ruled out. So they might be projected for the the, the second fewest points. Uh, thankfully, the Patriots exist. Uh, that is Thursday Night Football, isn't it? It is. Wonderful. Enjoy. <laughs> I mean, Keenan Allen missing the first round of your fantasy playoffs. I know it's still with the backup quarterback as one of, I don't know, the top 10 picks in fantasy football this week is a huge shot. Yeah. It's brutal. Um, speaking of wide receivers and running backs, I think a few weeks ago we talked about free agent wide receivers that are available, and there's really not that many. Have you looked at the list of free agent running backs that are going to be available this offseason? I have not yet. Okay. Well, Austin Eckers obviously on there. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley. Uh, we can keep going further and further down the list. DeAndre Swift. Uh, yeah. It's much more of a loaded position than it was than obviously wide receivers. But there's a reason for that. I'd be worried about those guys. No, 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 yeah. no. But I'm talking about like, I mean, Hayden, we're comparing the running back six versus the wide receiver six, which is like Gabriel Davis. Okay, you're they're old. <laughs> okay, running back twenty-one, Chuba Hubbard. Um, they are facing the Atlanta Falcons, same team that the Panthers faced in Week One. Uh, he now has nineteen, twenty-five, and twenty-five touches over his previous three weeks. I have moved him ahead of Austin okay. Eckler since there then. Um, he's just been the RB twenty-one, RB twenty-three usage this month. The pan the Panthers across that month have scored six, 18, 10, and 10 points. So he doesn't even need the Panthers offense to be good because the Panthers are now dead last in neutral pass rate. When they do pass the ball, sometimes it does go to Chuba Hubbard, but really they're just hoping. Is that on the season or just over the last three weeks? Over the last month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I think that there's probably reasons with the new coaches over there, why they've tried to commit to the run. And I thought Chuba has been, a little bit healthier this season than he was probably last year. You remember he was coming off of huge injuries coming out of college. Um, they just need him. You know, that's, yeah. that's what the entire offense is right now. And again, um, the blocking scheme has changed quite a bit, which I think they attributed the wide zone outside zone stuff to Thomas Brown coming over from Sean McVay, even though Sean McVay now is running a bunch of duo and now Thomas Brown is running. Well, I wonder if he's starting to watch team. some Rams. It's like, Hey, that, that, that stuff's working over there. I'm gonna, it is. I mean, you have literally one of the least athletic centers in the league and now you're eighth and seventh string guards and Icky Quano. And so maybe it's better to run more gap scheme stuff yeah. and they are, and it's successful. I mean, Miles Sanders last week had like a sick 48 yard run. He did. DeAndre Swift, disappointment, man. There were moments earlier, late season, not so fun. He is now here as your running back 22 
for this week, and this is at the Seattle Seahawks. This is an eruption spot. I could have uh, ranked DeAndre Swift lower in bad matchups because he's been really bad recently, but I think this is a good chance for DeAndre Swift to kind of have a relative bounce back spot. I mean, relative meaning this month, he's been the running back 36 on 35 usage, but the Eagles are now back up to 26 projected points. The Seahawks are fifth worst against fantasy running backs, and if you want to zoom in even further than that, Bobby Wagner looks pretty slow. He got beat to the edge a couple times uh, this last game against the 49ers. I do think that DeAndre Swift could uh, take advantage of that matchup using his speed and the Eagles offensive line speed in general. So just a good matchup uh, based off a team total uh, individual matchups. And hopefully DeAndre Swift gets more involved. They did use a little bit Boston Scott. They did use a little bit of Kenneth Gainwell. So it's not perfect, but I can now see DeAndre Swift getting back into that uh, explosive run category where the last month of the season, I've been pretty low on him. Okay. Aaron Jones is up next. I'm just assuming you are presuming that Aaron Jones returns to the lineup this week. He is limited on Wednesday. This is kind of the target week for them. Obviously too early in the, the week to know that uh, in his five healthy games this year, he's averaged 13 half PPR points on 14.2 expected points on them. Those are basically like RB two level numbers. How much can you trust Aaron Jones? This multiple injuries, age 28 season. Uh, this is a pass funnel on top of that. So don't love the spot for him, but at least the Packers are playing fairly well on offense and, they can't go back to AJ Dillon for too much longer. So I do think if he is healthy, they certainly need him as they compete for the wild card spots. I meant to put this at the top, but Hayden, as you all know, reads through the reports and tries to read the tea leaves here. He is not ranking Josh Jacobs and he is not ranking Isaiah Pacheco. As of now, these things change. And that's what Sunday morning is for starts at show. If and, things do change. Yeah. Josh Jacobs. I know he plays on Thursday night. I will update the rankings. You find all this stuff on underdog network. There it is. Okay. Next, I should have added, you're expecting Brian Robinson to miss this game because of a hamstring issue that kept him out of Wednesday's practice. So, Hayden, for the first time this season, Antonio Gibson is ranked in your rankings. Right. This is not the best spot, but it's a good enough spot. In week 13, after Brian Robinson left, Antonio Gibson played 72% of the snaps, which is a lot. He had 10.5 expected points in that. That was a negative game script game, which does favor into Antonio Gibson. Uh, his other backup is Chris Rodriguez, a day three rookie, very inexperienced. Well, they has, like. Yeah, but 53 career snaps, day three. We shall see. Um, it's an average matchup against the Rams. They're projected for 21 and a half points. I just think he's going to be out there enough even if it is like a 60 40 split i do think that four or five receptions is totally within the range of outcomes and i just can't find that from everybody else kind of in this tier i mean this coaching staff are not coming back right no. i do wonder if they like try to get chris rodriguez in there mm -hmm. more than maybe we would presume but have to buy who knows I'll, I'll i'll make i'll go read some reports and make sure that this is a good ranking Alexander Madison left this past week's game, so that means Ty Chandler is up. He does not have an ankle injury that Madison does have. This is at the Cincinnati Bengals, a defense that we love to attack, Hayden. Um, Ty Chandler is an explosive player. He now, though, is on the, I guess we can call it, third-string quarterback Nick Mullins on this team. 
they're not projected for a lot of points right now. So that's that's the downfall for Ty Chandler. He does have bell cow size and athleticism in hands. He just hasn't been trusted for that role. His backup, your guy, Kenny Nwangu, he's kind of just a change of pace pass catching guy. So it will be Ty Chandler at the goal line. When Madison was the 1A, he was kind of in that RB30 kind of range for usage with Josh Dobbs back there. I do think I would rather have Ty Chandler with uh, Mullins instead of Dobbs just because Mullins is more likely to check the ball down or actually hand the ball off versus Dobbs himself. But Justin Jefferson is expected to play. I think they, they're going to prioritize these pass catchers first before Ty Chandler, but I do think Ty Chandler is going to be out there for 70% of the snaps. Kenneth Walker is up next. You do have Zach Charbonnet uh, a bit later on. We saw some actually really nice runs from Zach Charbonnet this past week. We mm -hmm. saw Kenneth Walker have a sick reception on top of it. But it feels like this split is more down the middle than it ever has been at any point this season. And obviously, both are coming off injuries, too. Yes. The last two games are both of them been healthy. 14.3 and 9.9 .9 expected points for Kenneth Walker. This is just a terrible matchup. The Eagles have allowed the second fewest touchdowns to running backs, the fourth fewest carries. That's what Kenneth Walker needs because Zach Charbonnet is more likely to play in the passing situations. And yeah, I think Charbonnet has been good enough where this is a real split for Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet. And just it's impossible to like this matchup. Okay. Jerome Ford is up next. It's against the Chicago Bears. I think he's dealing with a wrist injury, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so limited. We'll monitor this one as well. Um, and to his credit, because we know that there have been some quote unquote unsuccessful runs for Jerome Ford this season, this Chicago bears defense is allowing a league high number of points in the receiving game to opposing backfields. And we know that Jerome Ford has made many a play from the backfield, catching the football this year. And I know the bears defense as a whole has been better, but in the last three weeks, they're 28th in rushing success rate allowed as well. So uh, Jerome Ford, RB27 on RB27 usage this month. Joe Flacco has been passing the ball like crazy. Third highest neutral pass rate, but that's kind of where Ford mixes in a little bit. So actually don't even hate that. That Flacco is the quarterback. Of course, Kareem Hunt still is the goal line back, so you can't rank Jerome Ford very high. Okay. We'll close this one out as you're running back 28. That is James Conner. And talk about Bad matchup. Just yeah. against the San Francisco 49ers when they played in week four, Hayden. James Conner was a cool running back 36, uh, 12 touches into 56 carries. Since then, San Francisco is allowing a league low eight rushing points per game. And over their last five played, San Francisco has allowed running backs to rush 70 times for 232 yards and just one touchdown. Don't like the matchup. I agree. They're 13 and a half point dogs. So it's just not 13 gonna, and a half out of a buy. It's it's not great. James Conner, though, watch the tape. He's still pretty good. It's just tough. Everything. It's tough. OK, uh, we'll keep it moving with a pair in the Pittsburgh Steelers backfield. This is at the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, talk about split backfields last week. Najee Harris played 40 snaps. Jalen Warren played 37 snaps over the last month. Najee, the running back 29 in usage, Jalen Warren, the RB 32 in usage. This is an offense I don't even want to watch with Mitch Trubisky. It looked like a total mess uh, the last time they were out there. That said, the Colts are third worst against fantasy running backs. The Steelers are fourth in neutral run rate right now. 
So Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are the foundation of this offense, especially with Deontay Johnson too early in the week to tell, but he did not practice on Wednesday with a knee injury. Maybe he's also just tilted. Uh, Same thing with George Pickens. So the ball will be going to these guys. How effective will it be? We shall see. Okay. Two backup running backs are your 31st and 32nd backs here. That is Keaton Mitchell and Jarek McKinnon. So love Keaton Mitchell, but he's had under seven expected points in every single game. He's still going to lose goal line opportunities to Gus Edwards. I put posted a clip on the Twitter where he got absolutely blown up in pass protection. All that said, I love Lamar's offense. Keaton Mitchell, every single time he touches the ball, it feels very close to a 60-yard touchdown. Um, so I have him higher than where his usage and production has been recently. This last month, for example, he's been the RB35 on RB49 usage. I have him slightly above that. Pick him lobby at 56 and a half total yards. All that feels appropriate. If you are expected to lose and you just need a Hail Mary throw, obviously this guy is your type. But I do think it's just going to be a slow building blocks for Keaton Mitchell to get more playing time just because undersized, inexperienced, learning the new offense, all of that type of stuff. And Gus Bus is the exact opposite of all that. Okay. We close out with Zamir White and Devin Singletary. Shout out to Zamir White making his debut on these rankings. Hayden, you've been waiting all season for Zamir White start. Um, you have advocated for him during all seasons as yeah. a running back handcuff slash insurance type in best ball. And so now that he almost certainly is going to get a start, he is all the way down here is like you're running back 34. It does make sense. I'm just yeah. saying it's it's tough debut for the young man. It is tough. Um, I think that he could finish much higher than this, but I would like to see it a little bit to some extent. Amir Abdul is going to be there in passing downs. Brandon Bolden is somebody that could mix in uh, here as well. They're hoping that Josh Jacobs does get out there. For those that don't know anything about Zamir White, kind of a, a second year, like I would call him a, a power back. He's six foot, 215. He has not been very good on his carries. He only has 37 of them in the NFL. He's only averaging. 3.4 yards per carry on them. Obviously too, too small of a sample size to tell at Georgia. He had some explosiveness for a big guy, but we haven't seen anything from him. So Raiders only projected for 18 points after being shut out last week, shut out in the NFL. Very hard to do. I do think the Raiders are just going to try to pass the ball against a really bad chargers secondary and try to get Devonte Adams going. If Josh Jacobs misses, um, I did want to bring up just real quick because because we didn't get a chance to Devin Singletary. Um, he he and Damian Pierce kind of keep flip flopping these roles, and I don't like that with CJ Stroud not practicing as well. So I'm not trying to start any of the Texans guys. And then for the Ceh McKinnon Bros, it was Ceh with 8.8 expected points, McKinnon 7.0. This offense is not that great right now, so you don't have to play either one of them. I do think that CH is still more likely to have a goal line touchdown. Last week, it was McKinnon on the third and four where they audibled into that. It's just this, this offense, basically you can commit, you can do a two back committee in this offense when they're scoring 28 points per game. This version where they're scoring 23 is all, yeah, 23 is where they're expected to be. They've been lower than that a lot. A lot. I think almost like every game this season, they've scored under expectation or the highest rate in the league. Yeah, that, that would not be a surprise to me. So things just hit differently, especially the Patriots are number one yes. in rushing EPA and number one in rushing success rate, despite a bunch of injuries. Uh, pretty wild how good the Patriots defense has been this year, totally. despite absolute chaos. Yep, had those exact 
same numbers, allowed the lowest rate of runs to gain five or more yards, just 26% this season. Okay, that does it. 42 minutes for week one of your fantasy playoffs. It's time to hit that reset button, figure out who you're starting, and hopefully this helped. Plus tomorrow's quarterbacks and tight ends, plus Friday's wide receivers on top of that because we know you won't want to be starting any wide receivers that are playing other than Devontae Adams on Thursday night football. Okay, shout out to Reeves. Shout out to Hayden. Up the villa. We'll talk to you all soon. See ya.